recently saw these posts on Instagram from a well-known motivational speaker. The first one read, You're the architect of your life's experience. The second one read, Progress is everything. Move forward today. Are, are we really the architects of our experiences? And is progress really everything? These are just some examples of half-truths, of subtle lies, and we're going to discuss these particular phrases at the end of this episode. But as we're going to see in a moment, from the very beginning, the tempter, the, the deceiver, he used half-truths to get the first humans to not believe God. Why is this important? Well, it's important because what you and I believe about God really determines everything. The well-known writer and pastor A.W. Tozier in his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, writes this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So, for example, if, if God is small in our minds, then our problems and our circumstances, they're going to be big. If God's word isn't really true, then that opens the door to all kinds of issues. So we're going to be considering Genesis chapter 3 and the fall of man into sin. And this comes from devotional number 5, titled Paradise Lost, in the forthcoming Wisdom Calling devotional series. Genesis chapter 3 records one of the most cataclysmic events in all of human history, one that actually has had a ripple effect in every generation to every person around the world. These effects are still present today in governments and markets and economies and even in our hearts and lives. Welcome to the Wisdom Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Bobo Beck. And I'm on a mission to help as many professionals as I can to know how to best use every moment strategically. This podcast is a companion to the Wisdom Calling devotional where I take readers on a journey through the Bible to listen, discern, cultivate, and apply wisdom so that they might know how to skillfully live and work. This is the offer of wisdom for the business of living, an offer to the man or woman from Main Street to Wall Street and everywhere in between. God's timeless word is relevant more than ever in how we work, manage, invest, and give the resources he has entrusted to us. So thanks so much for tagging along. Let's get started. So here's the setting of Genesis 3. God, as we've talked about, created the cosmos, the heavens and the earth, plants and animals. He created man and gave them a mandate to be fruitful and to multiply. As image bearers, they were to co-rule creation as gardeners and guardians and to use earth's resources to flourish. Eden was a perfect environment. There was communion with the Creator, and 
at some point, Satan, in the form of a certain, came into this environment and specifically tempted Eve, getting her to question God. Did God really say, you won't surely die? These were subtle half-truths where God's word was subject to their own interpretation at that point. And at the root of this sin, at the root of this temptation, were minds that were given to unbelief, questioning God and his truth and his promises. Their hearts were not content. What would it be like to eat the forbidden fruit and be like God, knowing good and evil. Reality is, they had everything that they needed, but they still wanted more. They wanted this ability to kind of reinvent their lives and experience to achieve a deeper, enlightened state. The intoxicating promise of success and achievement, self-fulfillment. They eat this fruit, they would be like God. And it was too much to pass up. They were tempted, they gave in, and ultimately they sinned against God. The system that they had set up to outwit God began to crumble. The cosmos was led into chaos and disorder. There was frustration and hardship in their work. There was limitations on their productivity. But there was a glimmer of light in the midst of this darkness. God actually foreshadowed a time when one of Adam's descendants would be bruised by the serpent, but ultimately would crush the head of that serpent. And we know this to be none other than Jesus, who's referred to as the second Adam. So here are a few things to consider based on the fall and this event that's had a pervasive impact on our culture and society even today. First, we should be reminded and allow the weight of this to simply come to bear. We're still impacted by sin today as a result of Adam and Eve. Yet, thankfully, on this side of the cross, we have a remedy in Jesus. He was the promised offspring of Eve that would crush the head of the serpent. And there is still coming a day at his return when all will be made right. The curse will finally be ended for those who know him. Now, there is certainly an aspect where the curse has been broken in Christ once and for all, but it's not been fully realized. We still live and work in this tension. We still we still face and feel the the consequences of our own sin and brokenness as well as the sin and brokenness that's around us. So allow this reality, this sobering reality to come to bear once again that the curse is universal and can only be remedied through Christ. I want us to also think about this temptation to be like God. Maybe I can be like God if, and fill in the blank. You know, the the marketing and the self-help industries are constantly getting us to listen to attend their events, their webinars, their seminars, their conferences, 
to buy their solutions, to give us the life of our dreams. If we can just crack the code, we might be like God. And on and on it goes. So let's consider those Instagram posts that I mentioned in the intro. The first one being, you're the architect of your life's experiences. Well, kind of. I understand the thrust of that simple statement that would encourage us to take responsibility and to not have excuses, that ultimately our life's experiences and our success are based on how we've designed it, based on how we've orchestrated it. But this is simply not true. It's a subtle deception. It is a half-truth. We are not ultimately the architects of our life's experiences. We could go on and on into the theology of this and other passages that would would show that God is ultimately the architect of our lives. But this is an example of things that we might just scroll through on social media or listen to and not really have a discerning ear to test out the truthfulness of such claims. We are not the architects of our life's experiences. The other quote that he posted, progress is everything. Move forward today. Well, progress is important. It's important for you and I to constantly be learning and growing and developing, moving forward. And certainly that's much better than inaction or laziness, whatever the case might be. But is progress really everything? Is it God of the universe type important? Well, progress isn't ultimately everything. There are many other things in this life that are more important. So again, there's a subtle truth here. There's something that we can affirm and some of us maybe like these things and share them and give our amen, but there's subtlety to it. There's enough deception there for this to be dangerous. We have to be so careful. We have to be discerning. There are so many subtle lives and half-truths that are out there. And so my prayer is that God would give us the wisdom we need to discern the messages that we read and hear each day. In the next episode, which is titled Work as Worship, we're going to consider Cain and Abel and the tangible ways to integrate work into worship. And we're going to see in that particular story the direct ramifications of the curse of sin and how sin began to spread in the first family. So thank you so much for listening. Please take some time to share this with someone you think might be encouraged or be challenged by this And also take the time to leave a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. That actually helps tremendously in getting this content to a broader audience. If you haven't already, please sign up for our newsletter, which comes out 
every two or three weeks, giving particular updates and providing you with different ways that you can get involved with the Wisdom Calling series. You can sign up at our website, wisdomcalling.org. I also want to let you know that the first volume will soon be available on Amazon, which consists of devotionals 1 through 30. So stay tuned for more information. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, grace and peace. Mm -hmm.